Natty! How the heck are you, my Shirley, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here as always. So, word on the street is you've invited a special guest to hang out and chat it up with us. I have. Oh my gosh, look at me inviting people, <laughs> inviting guests. Ooh. Look at Natty so. doing the things. <laughs> look at me doing things. Oh my gosh, I think that's the first time I've invited a guest on like all the guests have come via Shirley. Yes. This is the first one coming via moi. Maddie, just... 2023 doing new things. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. Yes, I did invite a new guest on for today. Her name is Nancy Price. And we met on Instagram. We met kind of informally, virtually, I want to say a couple of years ago. Was it 2021? I can't remember. I don't think it was 2020. I think it was 2021 because we both are artists and we both were featured artists in a series that highlights artists who deal with mental health challenges, issues. So I found her through that. She found me through that. We followed each other and I've loved her work ever since. And toward the end of last year, Nancy invited me to be a guest on her podcast, which is all about dreaming. And I said, yes. And that was an, it was an amazing experience. We recorded a fabulous episode. So I was like, you know, I think it'd be a good idea for you to also be a guest on our podcast. And she graciously agreed and said, yes. So I'm very happy about that. So without further ado, Nancy, you all get to hear her voice. Hey. Nancy, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Nancy. Welcome. First of all, not me being Natty's first guest on the show. Yes. <laughs> you are mystery. She ain't tell me that before she invited me. I was thinking, and I'm like her third or fourth person. She <laughs> Yes, <laughs> history in the making. Not yes. history. Hi, ladies. Good afternoon. We're so happy to have you here. And I can vouch for everything. Well, not everything Natty says, but I've had the pleasure of meeting Nancy virtually last, was that last week? Yeah, last week. week. And she's a joy. Let me just tell y'all, she she is a joy. She has a super sweet spirit and the work she does. Y'all got to check out, check out her website. I'll leave it in the link of this episode. We are super excited to have you here to chat it up with us about all the things, Nancy. But before we get to that, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, what sets your soul on fire? Yes. So like Natty mentioned earlier, I am an artist. I consider myself a, a storyteller, a writer, a performer, a collagist, a Black woman from the South, a farmer's daughter, a nurse's daughter, all the things. I'm actually mm-hmm. in the middle of working through different ways to like identify myself right now. So people ask me, can you describe yourself? And I'm like, hmm, let me uh, think about <laughs> this so I don't go into an essay. But I am a creative entrepreneur, essentially. I've been making art since 2016. I've been writing all my life. I've been telling stories basically all of my life. And so now I'm in this position where I'm starting to um, coalesce all those like parts of my identity into like this new creative practice that I'm developing for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm having a good time and <laughs> meeting, like, really amazing, amazing uh, creatives like y'all, all of the spaces that I currently occupy. And like Natty mentioned earlier, I do have a podcast that started that I started last year. It's called Dreaming in Color. 
And it's a podcast about Black people, dreams, and the lessons we learn from them. And so I, it, it is a little passion project of mine. I'd never gotten into podcasting um, prior to that. So I made a podcast that I wanted to listen to that nobody else was making at the time. Yeah. And yeah, let me um, just tell you, I enjoyed yeah. it. You listen? Oh, it's so good. Girl, <laughs> Natty sent me the link to it. And I listened to, I think, the episode where you had your mom on. Yeah. That one was oh everything. My oh, my gosh. Gosh. <laughs> it was just all the things. Like, I, I know I left Natty a long voice note because I was just oh. like, there mm-hmm. were so many revelations for me in that in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to leave a link to that, to her podcast in the show mm-hmm. notes in yeah. this episode as well, because it's all the things, y'all. Like, when I tell you that episode, bless my soul, because I had oh. so many questions about people who had passed away in my family and the way your mom just like yeah. opened up things for me girl it was it was all the things it really was yeah it, it was, was that good. was a, that was an episode that was really close to my heart and i knew that um even before i started recording season 1 i was just like i know there's got to be an episode where i talk to mama i don't know how it's going to happen or mm-hmm. when but like i know that mama had to be it and then after we recorded and i was just like you know this has to this is the season finale like there's there's no other way around Girl, it girl it was so mm-hmm. good i'm happy oh, yeah. to listen again today it was good it was so oh good. gosh you going to listen again <laughs> girl i will i do that when we do I that. enjoy something, <laughs> if I enjoy it, I will go back. We go and back just, and listen a few yeah, times. Yeah, because, oh, because like that. you'll miss things. And so mm-hmm. I may actually go back and listen to it. Look, I girl, we're gonna have to have a separate conversation because I had some revelations <laughs> like just like just a couple of days ago. I had a dream about my brother who had passed away, but we're not gonna talk mm-hmm. about all this today. But girl, mm-hmm. yes, it was good. It was oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm really glad. illuminating, so illuminating mm-hmm. and so like affirming for people who have had maybe similar experiences. I know Nancy, you and I talked a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I think I might have mentioned that I had sort of a similar experience to what one of the experiences that your mom was describing. Mm. And that was like, whoa, that really just really hit home. And I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, this is like a thing. This is like something that multiple people experience and you know it's real and you know it's true. It's not something that's like, oh, you just made it up with your imagination. That's that's a lie. It's like, no, this Mm -hmm. really did happen this way. And then this was the result and that, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very illuminating. And just also hearing, you know, the love between you and your mom. And mm-hmm. it's clear that you have shared such a wonderful bond in your lives. And that's always, that's always beautiful to witness. And you definitely can hear that through like the waves, the airwaves. Do we, really <laughs> say, do we still say airwaves? Through the airwaves, whatever, through the internet. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Wow, uh, child. Well, I wasn't expecting all this love. <laughs> I'm just saying it Thank was amazing. You. Like it was so good. You Thank know, it you. Was. I appreciate. So, yeah, yeah. You deserve all the the accolades that you have coming to you because your work is genuine and it's from the heart, and people can tell. People can tell when they when they experience it, and that is, to me, in my opinion, that is the mark of um, an impactful artist. So, mm-hmm. yes, girl. Man, we're we giving ain't you even flowers. getting to the episode good, <laughs> and I'm already over here. 
right? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. I receive all of the flowers and all of the love and I will not repel any of it. Keep gassing me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's what we do around here. That's what we do around here oh, at Shades man. of Strong Enterprises. We like to make sure <laughs> that everyone's properly the gas. Enterprise. <laughs> Shades of Strong Productions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we we make sure each other's properly gassed and mm-hmm. that our Absolutely. guests walk away feeling properly gassed. So yeah, and another reason that I wanted to have Nancy on was it's always nice to meet someone and connect on some level, like where you feel like you can relate. You feel like you've got a little something in common. It's not always necessary. Of course, you meet people and you click and you don't have anything in common. That's kind of the fun. You get to discover new things. But Nancy and I have something in common in that we're both we're both Georgia girls. And she is from South That's Georgia, right. where mo- all of my granddaddy, my paternal granddaddy's family is from. So I've got- Child, we might be keen. You, girl, you just- you go far back know. enough. You just never know because I got relatives in Savannah. I got relatives all, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of places down there. So I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. So it is, it's, it's quite a pleasure to, to be able to talk to you today, Nancy, on today, as the kids say. So we're going to just jump in, right, Shirley? We're just going mm-hmm. to go ahead, go ahead go and jump it. in. Yes. Do what you do, boo. Okay. Shirley's giving me the reins. We normally, you know, <laughs> have right. this banter back and forth, but now it's just like, all right, Madeline, you take over. I'm like, oh, wait, me? Huh? Well, okay. Do so, the things. <laughs> we're going to do the things. So our theme this year for this season is, Shirley called it, Dare to do Strong Differently. So the first question that I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. is... What comes to mind for you when you hear the phrase strong black woman? Okay. When you sent me the question, I was I was taking notes on everything and trying mm-hmm. to pay attention to what my like visceral responses are to all the questions. Because a big thing for me this year is making sure that I pay attention to my body, but also do things in accordance to the way my body feels. And so, because like it's one thing to like listen to yourself, but then if you're going to listen to it, but then don't do nothing, it's just like, well, girl, are you listening? Or you just hearing me? Yeah. First thing I thought of when I heard the t- the term strong black woman is my eyes roll. And <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> and of course, like, you know, this is this, all of the things that come out of my mouth are the opinion of mine and not a judgment on anybody else. Uh-huh. But I hear, I think of rigidity. I think of silent suffering. I think of queen, which some people love to be called queen. Somebody called me a queen. I don't like it because again, <laughs> it, it almost feels a little, it takes the humanness out of who I am as a black woman. You put strong in front of something and then all of a sudden people are expecting you to take suffering. They're expecting oh. you to take on everybody else's problems. They're expecting you to save them because you're strong, because you have this air of, oh, I'm just going to keep on going. I can take anything. And so they'll give it all to you. Child, I rebuke that. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of the strong black woman, like caricature or stereotype, not caricature. What are words? Um, The stereotypes (laughs) and expectations that come with a strong black woman. So, you know, I ain't, I ain't really with it too much. I heard that because, you know, I, it was a few weeks ago when I was like, Hey, let's have Nancy on the, on the podcast. And I was like, I think she'll be really good, uh, a good, a great guest to have on. And I said to Shirley in the voice note, I was like, I, I had some like ideas for questions I could ask her. I think I was going to ask her if she, if she identifies 
as you know a strong black woman archetype mm-hmm. and i was like mm-hmm. and i i started to say i know she don't but then i stopped myself <laughs> she said i have a feeling i said i have a, I have a sneaky suspicion yes a sneaky suspicion that she does not identify that way based on our interactions so mm-hmm. you saying all that just confirms that and i love that you like girl i rebuke that yeah, you get in the name. Don't put of that Jesus. on me. Like seriously, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Because, and I also love that you what you said about Queen because Shirley I was say and, the same thing that mm. yeah, well, Shirley and I are you know a little bit older, and I feel like the more I think about the generational divides and the different generations, I feel like our generation we have come up in a time where. We started out as ride or dies because Mm -hmm. we started out, Mm -hmm. we are the hip hop generation. And so we started out being like, yeah, I'm a ride, you know, a ride or die. I'm going to do whatever I need to do for me and mine. And it's it's all on me. And then we, we started to sort of move away from that. Yes. Not with our words necessarily, but we were feeling it. We were feeling like we were everyone's kind of like punching bag or everyone's yeah. dumping mm-hmm. ground, so to speak. And so I think that's why this whole, you know, queen thing kind of came about because it's like, oh, we're, gonna, we're trying to affirm ourselves yeah. in ways that we hadn't been affirmed before. But this is, you know, this is just how you learn and grow because the issue is that, like you said, when we assign like a term of like monarchy to each mm-hmm. other. Right. 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 <laughs> Completely ignoring all the problems within the 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 concept of monarchy by itself. We also, like you said, Nancy, we're removing a lot of our own humanness mm-hmm. because we don't see queens necessarily as human. We see them as above everyone. Mm-hmm. And also as very like, oh, well, nothing's going wrong. You know, th- th- their lives are great because mm-hmm. they have all the power. And the truth was. Everything was going wrong. We don't have all the power. We felt powerless most of the time. And we also felt very much unseen, unheard, and unconsidered because Mm -hmm. we weren't seen as human. So Mm -hmm. I feel like your generation is fully awake to that. Maybe not fully. Maybe, you know, like I said, maybe everyone, nobody's a monolith here. But, you know, I'm starting to see more and more amongst young millennial women, especially, that they're not with it. They're just like, no, 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 don't try and paint me as anything that is superhuman or otherworldly, because then you expect that kind of stuff from me every minute of every day. And I don't even expect that stuff from myself anymore. Child, listen, who got the energy to put in all that work that they expect us to exude on a daily basis? And I found for myself, even with the word queen, you find yourself trying to live up to the expectation of queen. And like Nancy's saying, who has the time to put yeah. that t- that kind of effort into being a queen? And I know people say it because like Natty was saying, the generation that, that we grew up in, that's a badge of honor. If someone's calling you yeah. queen. Or if somebody's mm-hmm. calling you strong, you have arrived. That's like a, a rite of passage. And so now I think more of Generation X, myself and Natty included, we're kind of realizing that we cannot do life this way <laughs> with mm-hmm. these Mm-mm. with these with these labels and titles that people have put on us. And now we found ourselves most of our lives trying to live up to the throne, for lack of a better term. I'm yeah. glad that y'all mentioned that generation 
generational divide thing because I low key had a little tingle in the back of my neck um, that <laughs> um, I didn't know how y'all was gonna react to me saying don't call me queen because queen is definitely something that that Gen X. Mm-hmm. You know, that's y'all, that's y'all badge of honor, like you said. Yeah. So there are um, literal women named Queen. Yeah. Parents exactly. are like our age or slightly older. It's like, oh, that's yep. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I know that that's a big, you know, it was a badge of honor for y'all. So when I, you know, when I was saying that, I was just like, well, you know, Nancy, you gotta speak your truth. This yes, is yes, please do. You but to. you know, I didn't know how it was gonna come off with y'all. But thank you for creating creating that little safe space for me. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is certainly not to, you know, disparage anyone who is like the government name is literally queen. Right. That's not even that's not even (laughs) Or even if you enjoy being called queen. Exactly. It's not it's not about that. Some people do love it. I think it's just very important for us to always, you know, like you said, Nancy, about like, okay, am I listening to my body or am I just hearing it? Mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to always have a level of awareness about what we are considering for ourselves and what we're speaking over ourselves, because some things do sound very bright mm-hmm. and shiny and good, and they in and of themselves aren't bad things. But if we attach certain meanings to them based on our own experiences, sometimes right. those things can be harmful. So we just have to be able to, you know, very honestly examine stuff and say, wait, is this why I want to be thought of this way? And Am I playing a role by being thought of this way or being wanted to be thought of this way? Or am I being authentic? And I think those are just questions that I see more young women, young Black women asking, which is great. And I I know Shirley and I are asking the questions. I hope that a lot more of the Gen X side of Black women are, are asking those questions more too, because it's a lot. It's a lot of heavy, heavy conditioning that we've come up in. Yeah. So this is the act of deconditioning and kind of relearning some some new things is kind of a kind of a sticky process and that's why not everybody know, does it. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool watching it on at being a, a young millennial watching my my Gen X mother enter a new stage in her life. Cause she like, she took on the burden of a lot of stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and carry, you know, carried it with a badge of honor, but she is tired <laughs> of a lot of things too. And so mm-hmm. watching her sort of navigate how to say no and standing mm-hmm. up in, in that and putting, mm-hmm. starting to put yourself first in a lot of things. Whereas oftentimes she wouldn't, especially when it comes to like taking care of herself, going to therapy, all of the things that at least the way that she described her coming up and everything that wasn't really talked about too much. Or right. 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 It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Yeah, so it's pretty cool watching, you know, watching her almost kind of like go through another, like another coming of age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a rebirth. It is. It feels like a rebirth for me. And then in the rebirth, it's like, I think I mentioned when we were talking on last week, it's like me coming home to myself because for so mm-hmm. long, Mm-hmm. I was somebody I was somebody else's version of me. But mm-hmm. now as I begin to dismantle all the things that people have taught have taught me about who I am, now I'm coming back to Cheryl. And it feels mm-hmm. good. Like it's liberating to just be it is. Liberating is is definitely the word. Like mm-hmm. I can feel like the process of like it feels like opening a door and mm-hmm. and walking outside and you're out on the big front porch and there's nothing but land in front of you. And you're like, oh, and it's like, 
I'm about to go run through the through the yard, that kind of thing. And, and, it's, and it's sunny and all of that. That's what it feels like for me too. So I was going to ask you this next question, but I don't feel like it's necessary because I feel like you kind of already answered it because True, you, you don't I, identify. As I don't, <laughs> but I did <laughs> put in my notes about um, the trauma of being a strong black girl. Mm, um, do tell. Because I, I didn't always not identify as a strong black woman. When I right, was growing right. up, I admired the idea of growing up into a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. And so I started to take on those attributes as a little girl, like as someone growing up, what are the attributes of a strong black woman? What do I need to be doing? How do I need to be achieving, caring myself, acting around family and the outside mm-hmm. world and the expectations and stuff that I put on myself? as a little girl were very like similar. There are a lot of parallels drawn between that and the expectations and stuff around like a strong black woman. So um, I wanted to just put that on there because I think I identified as a strong black girl growing up. Yeah, you could, you mm-hmm. had to because you were, you raised, you were being raised by a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. You were being right. raised by a strong black woman. That's how, it, that's exactly. how it is. And we were raised by, you know, I definitely was raised by a strong black woman. My mom, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned this several times uh, in different seasons of the podcast. My mom was not a boomer. My mom and dad were silent generation. Um, mm-hmm. They were born in 1938 and 1939. And as I have said many times, I had no idea what was going on with my mom, if anything was going on with her. If stoic and rod of steel were a person, that would have been my mom. And she was very warm, very caring, very jovial. She loved to laugh. Like, I remember my family, you know, playing cards, playing spades and drinking their little liquor out of their their little fancy whiskey glasses or whatever those glasses were, sitting around the table and just laughing and laughing and laughing. So she was that. But yet also, she was very, very quiet in so many ways. And you didn't know how she felt about a thing until you knew. Mm -hmm. And you didn't want to get to that point where like, oh, well, now I know. And so I took on that same persona. I was very, very silent and I carried everything on the inside and nobody knew that I was pissed off about anything until they found out. And then it was like, whoa, this is like way too late, you know? So when you're raised that way, yeah, you as a little girl, especially also you and I have talked about this, Nancy, also having all of these other familial and or societal expectations to achieve so that you can be black and excellent. Mm. (laughs) So (laughs) there's all of that Yeah, coupled with that, then yeah, you basically have no choice, but to be like, do we ever cry? Well, no, not like in front of anybody, like you have no choice, but to be that strong black girl. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up too, because I was thinking about it as well. Like that achievement factor. Mm Mm-hmm. I know that for me personally, I definitely internalized a lot of the the drive to achieve and everything. And granted, like, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I was a smart kid. Like I was, yeah. you know, I, I did a lot of like really cool things. I got good grades in uh, track and the, you know, the gifted program, which, you know, now I'm kind of like side eye and gifted programs. But at the time, <laughs> I was so excited to be gifted and to stand out and to feel important and to feel seen, mm-hmm. especially in in mostly white spaces. Um, right. And that was something that I had to really come to terms with about my identity. It was just like, girl, why is it so important for you that white people think you, you're exceptional? <laughs> like, and what right. does that 
what does that do for you? And granted, I mean, the white people were nice. It wasn't like they were like, you know, um, like terrible people or anything like that. But at the same time, like this idea of like, I think the pedestal that I put on the white gaze as a little, mm-hmm. as a child, mm-hmm. definitely fed into the the anxieties that came with wanting to continue that exceptionalism into early adulthood, especially um, when I went off to like a PWI and how I sort of navigated those spaces around like other exceptional Blacks. <laughs> we all just trying right. to be exceptional stuff. So yeah, I did. I'm glad that you brought that up um, because yeah, that that idea that wanting to achieve and trying to separate that achievement from like my identity as just as as a Black woman was something that I think I'm still working on, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And I would mm-hmm. not be surprised because that's a lot of deep and heavy stuff. You can't just throw that off overnight. You certainly mm-hmm. cannot. And like what you were saying about the exceptionalism, it's like, well, so not these things being connected, this exceptionalism <laughs> and this this need to be a strong Black woman. It's all like, right. almost like yes. in our community, especially being a strong Black woman is a is its own form of exceptionalism. Yeah, and it's it just a really, really heavy burden. And why do we all need to be exceptions to some sort of rule? And what's the rule exactly again? Like, why are, why are we placing this on each other and allowing it to be placed on ourselves from others, whether it's from inside or outside our community? That's, that's a heavy question. And it's, you know, like I said, it, it's not something that you you just throw off your shoulders overnight. It takes, it takes time. That's, that's, that's one hell of a weighted blanket, not the kind that I want. So I get it. I totally understand. As we, Cheryl and I are in this process and our listeners are, if they've been listening to us for a while, they're probably also in this process of learning how to redefine the word strong for themselves, if they even want to use that term, I'm going to pose that question to you. Is that a term that you are okay with? And if so, how are you defining it for yourself? You know, I've never really, well, besides when I was like, I guess, little taking on that trope of like being a strong black girl or the daughter of a strong black woman. I'm, I think for me in terms, I'm not sure if I would use the word strong, but I thought about soft. Mm-hmm. And learning how to be softer with myself, especially in the way that I like talk to myself or um, how I sort of like handle whether or not like I achieved something or if I didn't do any work this day or something like that. Like how I take care of myself is evolving, especially now that like this is my this is like my life 100 percent now. It's just like, okay, Nancy, what are things that you can do to make sure that the life that you live is sustainable? And not necessarily something where you're just like, go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. I feel like earlier, like in my 20s, maybe, like I just turned 30, but in like the the 2010s, the 2019 range, hustle culture was huge online, yes, or at least around the, and yeah, like everybody's was. just like, I'll sleep when I'm dead, grind, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. you know, going on, on Snapchat and posting stacks of money on your ear, <laughs> like yeah. whatever Jay-Z said. And yeah, right. so I feel like I, I never necessarily identified with that, but I think I did attribute that mindset to entrepreneurism. Mm-hmm. Entre- yeah, entrepreneurism. Child, is that a word? 
Yeah, yes, not now. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. Excuse me. Oh, there you go. Um, You're right. That's it. That's so word. I, was, I was like, yeah, that's, that's the it. Word. That's the one. <laughs> so I think one of the things that really um that kind of turned me off to even thinking about contributing 100% of my time to my creative pursuits was feeling like I'd have to be a hustler. Uh, I have to grind and stuff. But I think now now that I'm entering my second year into this, I'm, I'm recognizing that there's a soft grind. You know, I don't yes. have to um, hashtag soft life, hashtag yes. soft grind. Yes. Yeah. I'm here like, for that. I can grind without running myself ragged. Uh, just last week, actually, when um, we were doing the vision board thing and I was telling y'all how, like, I was, you know, kind of stressing out. I had to write a personal statement for this thing that I was applying for, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like the very next day I woke up and I was just like, you know, my body don't feel good about this. I'm Mm -hmm. really working hard to try to submit this application for this thing, but it's not bringing me joy. It's hard. It's I'm waking up before my alarm stressed. Uh-huh. And the last time I woke up stressed, I was in the job that I needed to to leave. So I decided to like, you know, OK, Nancy, these application cycles are going to come again at the end of the year. So like, uh-huh. if this and you're already doing a lot. So right. <laughs> calm down a little bit and worry about this a little bit later. You know, remember softness. Remember that that vision garden that you made, which for me, yeah. Child, Vision board, I was just, um, I think I said said this to y'all too. I never made no vision board before. But when I envision a vision board, I see words and and loudness yeah. and commotion mm-hmm. and stuff. And that feels that feels hard. It feels strong, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in thinking about what my vision board would look like, I was thinking about, you know, things that are soft, what makes me feel comfortable. And so my vision board turned into a garden. I was just cutting out flowers and trees. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of that's the kind of vibe that I'm trying to develop now in how I um how I carry myself, how I envision life for me. I'm I'm still working. Like I'm, you know, I have stuff to do every day. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think I want to carry that work with the intention of like it being soft work, soft grind. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I'm just about to just be like hashtag soft grind from now on. Yes. Yes. Seriously, that that was that's a that is a phrase right there. That is one of those, you know, kind of like on fleek and and yeah. you know, all you know these different like soft grind. I love it. Yes. I love it so much because yeah, it's it's um it kind of relates to something that Shirley and I were were discussing when we were recording. Shirley said something about having discipline, and and she mentioned that some days you know she's not going to have the discipline every single day, and yes. and I mentioned that well, discipline doesn't have to necessarily be every single day. Like you can approach discipline you can approach practice you can approach your work all of it with with grace and knowing that oh well there are going to be days where the stuff that is supposed air quotes to happen doesn't happen mm-hmm. and that's all right right tomorrow's a new day and if we're fortunate enough to to greet tomorrow then yeah it really is a new day and we can just start from there because we're very much used to not having that kind of grace for ourselves mm-hmm. and beating ourselves up and ex- expecting like you said in the you know that the, those 2010s yo like uh, one of us everybody was even, grinding <laughs> it was hashtag rise and grind and That's i'm like yes. oh dear 
Yes. Ooh. And I was already tired. I was like, I, was like, I can't relate. The, everybody <laughs> everybody was talking about us. Sleep what up there. I'm like, I'm I need to take a nap. <laughs> I really do. I feel kind of weird about like, I don't know, was it 2006, 2007? I can't remember right now. But a song that I really loved was, and it was mostly because of the beat. But it was it was by Rick Ross. It was every day I'm hustling. Every oh yes, I'm right. hustling. jamming to that song. No. Yeah, I, I was still, like, that was I a jam. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I look, it's the beat. That mess, it, you know, it's the beat. Like, yeah. it is hard. It really yes. do. It go hard. And like, so I'm like, oh gosh, that earworm is really getting to me. But then I have to think about, wait, I ain't trying to be about that life though. About like mm-hmm. every day right. I'm like right. hustling, grinding, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So you introducing this this novel idea of soft grind mm-hmm. feels very very luscious and very cozy to me. And I would like you to maybe speak just a little bit more about that in relation to. You said you don't want to necessarily use the term strong. I I greatly respect that. I hear from what you said though. You're you're leaning into the term soft. So how are you? What are some ways that you are doing soft in your life? What does the soft grind look like for you? Yeah. Well, for me, I feel like, and this is something that I had to, I, I had, I learned the hard way last year. I was, because I, you know, I, and blame capitalism, Western civilization or whatever, but that 40 hour work week, uh-huh. I really had to um, teach myself how to get out of that mindset because uh-huh. it would not work for me in this new space that I was creating for myself. And granted, I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to um, that saying where it's just like, you know, I get most of my work done in four hours and the rest of the time I'm lollygagging. Or if you mm-hmm. concentrate the amount of work that I do across a day, it only equates to like two hours. But mm-hmm. I got to sit in this office for eight hours a day or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, for me, I had to get out of that expectation that I put on myself that like I got to work from nine to five every day, even at my house. And it's just like, girl, mm-hmm. your creativity, you, you ain't got that much creative energy in the world. Mm-hmm. And you have right. a lot of ideas and, and art to make and all that kind of stuff, but you're going to run yourself ragged doing that. So I think I had to learn my get out of that expectation first of a 40 hour work week, because I, I don't think I ever work 40 hours a, a week, to be honest with you. Sometimes I'll just there for 40 hours without working. Mm-hmm. But now I think I'm, I'm trying. I'm not there yet. It's a practice. It's mm-hmm. a practice, but I'm practicing <laughs> giving myself days off. I feel yeah. like yeah. because I'm home and my work is home, I need to be home working. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no. Sometimes, you know, if you got to, if every day is full up, then Thursday or Wednesday or something, you need to just sit down or just, you know, go for a walk, play games on your phone. I'm a solitary gamer. And so I love me a puzzle, um, <laughs> a bejeweled, yes, <laughs> coloring. Bejeweled. Oh gosh, I'll play bejeweled all day. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel bad about spending time playing those games on my phone but i think part of that is my little self-care thing too um, and i feel like puzzle making i mean that's what collage is is putting a puzzle together so essentially i'm contributing to my creative person (laughs) playing bejeweled yes (laughs) yes you are um, also i'm making sure that i stay like 
up to date on like my um, my self-care regimen. I have a little self-care toolbox and th- it is for like not necessarily like for oh journal and you know meditate, go for a walk, but this is my really like selfish like cutesy tootsy self-care thing. <laughs> so like my favorite movie uh, is Juno. And so sometimes oh, I, I like Juno. to that is my jam. Oh my god. <laughs> So um, sometimes I'll like put on Juno and like make like warm up a DiGiorno pizza with some um, with a hard apple cider. And I'll just okay. sit in front of TV and watch Juno and basically just quote the whole movie to myself. Right. It's nice. <laughs> nice. So like that's one. Or like I listen to like when I'm in a real tough spot, I'll go, I listen to the read. So I'll listen to all of the Beyonce Me episodes too. of the read. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Where they're just reacting to Beyonce releasing new music. Right. I yes. love it. <laughs> and just recently I just got back into like I started. I think this was Friday. I was just home. I was just like, you know what? I want to watch like music videos. So I just went on YouTube and tight and just started watching music videos yes. specifically from the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. And just get in my whole life. So like I like to incorporate those little cutesy tootsy things mm-hmm. in addition to like the journaling and stuff because it's just fun. And it's I feel like people fun. can relate to it too. It's yes. so important. It's so yeah. funny that you did this last week because one day last week, I too got on YouTube okay. and went and searched. <laughs> I watched a bunch of Prince videos. For, on, Prince. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> I watched so many. And I also love the read. And one of their best episodes last year was the episode where they ju- were just going on and on and on about Renaissance. Like I can yep. listen to Crystal and Kira Fury every, all day, every day, just every going day. this waxing poetic because <laughs> it, it makes it makes me feel joy. And the more joy I feel, the more energized I feel. Same way, oddly enough, the more rested I feel, the more energized I feel. It's kind of, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, these things giving, doing the things that give you joy. I've been playing Bejeweled. I I mean, it was called something else when I was in college. I don't even remember, but I've been, I've, Listen, I've been playing it for 20 something years. <laughs> I'm so glad. And, you know, Candy Crush is also kind of a form of bejeweled. So I love mm-hmm. Candy Crush. I love solitaire. Those things also are very relaxing and they help me feel rested. And so the more rested I feel, the more energized I feel on, you know, on the back end. So yeah, it's very important, you know, that you, that you do, like you said, the cutesy tootsie things too, because you deserve cutesy tootsie. I you do. deserve carefree, you know, yeah, you <laughs> that's do. part of softness, having the carefree life. I think that's what, what, what the appeal was for, Hey queen. Cause we thought, Oh, if you're a queen, your life is carefree. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not really what it is. That's a <laughs> what good we really wanted was the carefree bit and the carefree bit comes as we're able to soften into life. Mm-hmm. And that is not easy because Shirley always says life be life. And sometimes life is a real shit show. So it's hard to feel like we can soften into it. But the more we are intentional about just, like you said, even just carving out some times for ourselves when we can. Like, oh, today's a Friday. I'm at home. Today I am softening. Today I'm watching Juno. Today I'm having my DiGiorno pepperoni. I'm having my hard cider. I mm-hmm. like, a, I love a good hard cider. I love a bold rock. I love a woodchuck. You know, listen, those are the things that <laughs> we are doing. And then we're going to watch some music videos. And that's so important for our psyche. That's so important for our emotional and mental and yes, our spiritual well being. So good on you doing the soft things for yourself. I love and to I hear love it. that you, um, that you mentioned the whole 
trying to get out of that eight to five mode because I struggle with that as well, working mm-hmm. for myself mm-hmm. and, and working at home. I just feel like I got to work a full eight hours. But yesterday I, I made it. I, had, I, I said, I'm going to start doing a to do list. And even when I had checked all the things off my to do list, I think I had finished in maybe two or three hours. And I was just like, I, feel See? Like I still need to be doing <laughs> something. You know, you can't just have this whole day and not do anything. And so it was yes, hard <laughs> for me. Like, seriously, I struggled with getting up from the laptop and just not doing anything. I continued to work. So I'm so glad that you pointed that out because we do have to, because we've been doing this whole eight to five for so long. Yeah, Our body just feels like this is what we're supposed to do. Even when we make our own schedule, we feel like we still got to do it the way we've always done it. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that because now when I'm finished with that to-do list, it's done. I don't care. It's done. It's done. Okay. Listen, and that don't mean that you, um, if you got stuff to do tomorrow, you can go ahead and do tomorrow's to-do today. <laughs> right. And that's <laughs> like, what I did. That's exactly what I did. Yep. I said, well, let me just go ahead and start mm-hmm. getting this episode mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> but I had done everything that was on my list. So I was like, let me just go ahead exactly. and I can get this episode ready and get it Schedule and mm-hmm. that'll be done instead of just getting up getting and enjoying up. not having anything to do. So right. thank you for that because I'm gonna mm-hmm. take heed now. Yes, mm-hmm. tomorrow when she is done in less than two hours, <laughs> she's gonna get up and she's gonna go get her one of her little Debbie's oatmeal pies. Uh uh-uh, uh, she's not gonna mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. She's not gonna do that. <laughs> oh, yes, a little star crunch. <laughs> Surely, I never told. I meant to tell. I meant to tell you that when you said that about the little Debbie's uh, oatmeal pies, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I thought I was the only one that used to love Girl, them when I was a kid. I love a little Debbie snack. The I little, the, the little and Debbie see, now oatmeal I ones was my go favorite. Buy the Star Crunch. I haven't had a Star Crunch in a while. <laughs> Let me tell you, the Star Crunches was mine. You know, Girl. the little Debbie's. That was. I ain't gonna lie. It seemed like to me, I was equating little Debbie's to like old people, and so I ain't like. Well, because there it is, oatmeal pies. <laughs> I appreciate them now, but yeah, the Star Crunch <laughs> was my jam. They got a Star Crunch ice cream now. You can't tell what? me this. Mm. Oh my gosh. Girl, I'm <laughs> not going to do it though. Up. I'm not going to do it. I got to leave the table, y'all. I'm not going to do it's, it. It's okay to treat yourself every now and then though, because you, you, you've put in the work you deserve. You deserve Listen, to treat yourself. you know, you can leave the snacks on the table so then you can go back to the table and nibble and then, you know. Just get a little nibble <laughs> and then you know, go back. <laughs> Just a little bit. Listen, a soft life. We want soft grind. Yes. That's yes. right. That's right. That's right. Especially after Cheryl has already done her work for the day. It's like, yeah, I already did everything on my agenda. I'm going to get me a little taste, even if it's just a little bite, a little nibble. You know, if it's something to drink, you know, the way my parents used to say, oh, there's only, you only left a, a cool swallow. Drink. There's only a swallow left in the, in the, in the, in the container. My parents literally used to say that. It's like, oh, I'm just go over here and get a little swallow then. Yeah. you a little bit. <laughs> yes, honey. I can well, do that. Well, this has been wonderful, um, yes. Nancy. I really appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. That's not a word. Appreciate you. We create and work. I mean, today. we do. We really do. Because I really will say entrepreneurism at least one more time before the week is out. <laughs> um, I'd be like, that's exactly what it is. That's what I mean. Um, <laughs> we so appreciate you coming on and and sharing your insights and sharing um, just a little window into your life with us. Um, oh, I think it's going to be really good for our listeners to hear because Absolutely. most of our listeners, the vast majority of them are closer to your age than they are to our age. And so we mm-hmm. love that 
we can have guests on that can really speak to what that demographic is is dealing with. Mm-hmm. And we're here just to basically talk about how, oh, through blood, sweat, and tears, we have arrived at this place where we're like, oh, this is how we need to start living this mm-hmm. life. Now, the living this life is not arriving. That's this. That's the journey and the practice that we're exactly. on. But for a long time, we we didn't know how much we were really suffering. And so we're many times just talking about our own life experiences and and mistakes that we made and things that we that we couldn't see clearly because of what we were living through and that sort of thing. But then having a different generation of guests on, that really does help a lot of women say, oh, well, she's not the only one that's that thinks like this or is going through that. Because sometimes right. we can say right. it and it's like, oh, we can relate. But then also they're like, yeah, but they're like old enough to be my mom or my auntie. So maybe, but what about right now? What about where I'm at right now? So I love that you are not just kind of uh, aligning with the things that we have been saying over the years, but you are also showing in real time, like through your own life experiences, like, no, this is why I'm arriving at this conclusion for myself as well. And I'm entering my own journey and practice around it. So I really appreciate you sharing all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Natty has said all the things. I don't have anything to add. Do you have any closing <laughs> remarks, Nancy? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you all again for having me. This was a really beautiful conversation. Um, low key, you know, even though we're like, you know, there's a there's two different generations on this call. You know, y'all it feel like we all have like, you know, similar uh-huh. um, experience, life experiences and just mm-hmm. out, out views and outlooks on like how we want our life to go from this day forward regardless of how how old we are. Also, and this last thing I'm going to say before I wrap it up, but like, you know, I that blood, sweat, and tears stuff, I ain't trying to bleed and sweat. <laughs> I heard that. I want to be able to it. work, but exactly. not bleed and yeah. sweat to get it. Well, yeah. I got to suffer. You know? Exactly. Now. <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> enough yeah. of done enough of it. Suffer it. why? Yeah, yes. exactly. So, I, I do appreciate being given the opportunity to come on and talk to y'all. I hope somebody got something from it, you know, from, Girl, from the rambles. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yes, I guarantee I you someone sure. will get something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it, that, your, that your journey will resonate with so many people. You well, know, thank you. We all out here just trying to make it. That's the soft way. Also, last thing I do just want to plug um, anybody y'all want to follow me on Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram at Nancy B. Price. Like Natty mentioned earlier, Dreaming in Color season two, which is dropping yeah. in March. Yeah. The date will be announced soon enough, but um, you know, follow Dreaming in Color. Listen to season okay. one if you haven't listened to it already. You know, yes. listen to it. Yes. Y'all. Listen to it. It's yes. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, Perhaps so thank Nancy you will me. have me on since she's had Listen. Daddy on. <laughs> so I'm just gonna put a little shameless plug right there. Okay, a little, a little sprinkle, a little cherry on <laughs> yes, top. Yeah, I got you. All. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, <laughs> that brings this episode to a close. But we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think about Nancy's journey? Do you have a similar story that you would like to share? If you do, come be a part of the show. We would love to have you. We will have all of Nancy's information listed in the show notes of this episode so that you can connect with her. Again, check out her pe- her podcast, Streaming in Color. 
It is all the things I would not say it if it wasn't. So definitely check that out. Follow us and get in touch with us on your favorite social media platform. We are Shades of Strong everywhere. All right, that's it. And that's all. We will see you in the next episode. Until then, dare to do strong differently. 